Welcome to the Breezy Brides podcast, a podcast designed for brides planning their dream destination wedding. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm here to offer you all of the resources, advice, and tips to make planning your destination wedding a breeze. Let's get started. Our first episode with Rachel was all about what she did as a destination wedding planner. This time around, we're bringing Rachel back to update us on all things destination wedding that have happened in the last eight months. Lots of changes are happening regarding package prices, things revolving around outside vendors and requirements for contracts and room blocks. So we're going to break it all down in this episode for you and let you know how to navigate it while planning your wedding. Let's get into it. So we had you on in January. Well, I published it in January, end of January. Wow. That was almost eight months ago. I feel like that was just a couple months ago, but I'm sure tons of things have changed. So welcome back. I'm sure there's a lot to share. And I think a lot of stuff you're going to say is going to be really beneficial for brides, especially because as they go into these Facebook groups, they're probably seeing a lot of old information and then it's different compared to what they're being told once, you know, they're starting to plan their wedding. So what do you got for us? <laughs> so much. Okay. So prices are increasing the package pricing that you see for, let's say you were looking in January for a destination wedding at a dreams resort. Uh, their package pricing is increasing. The vendors are changing that they work with to provide the decorations, the DJs, lighting, sound, like all that. They're changing over vendors. So the pricing is changing there as well. A lot of resorts are changing their offsite vendor fees, which I think it's because it's becoming more and more popular to just, well, we're going to hire this photographer, this DJ or whatever. And there was some of the resorts are starting to see their bottom line go down on weddings because of it. So for example, I believe Hyatt period won't let you bring offsite vendors period. Like not, no, not happening. I believe that's the rumor I've heard from a photographer I work with. She's like, Oh my gosh, they're not even allowing offsite vendors. And she does destination wedding photography. Um, I've seen, Hard Rock bump their offsite vendor fees up to $1,500 plus tax for, yeah. And they dropped it back down because there was a huge uproar from destination wedding photographers, makeup artists, traveling vendors, and they lowered it back down to $500 plus tax, even if they're staying as part of the group. So it used to be, if you bring your own photographer or makeup artist, as long as they stay two to three nights in the group, they'll waive the vendor fee but some resorts are starting to change that policy. So that's one thing to consider. Um, another thing to consider is the contracts are completely changing. It used to be really simple for a room block contract, maybe a $500 deposit for the bride and groom that was non-refundable or $100 per room, which they could then put towards the cost of their stay. And then one final payment date, super easy. Now it's becoming that initial deposit either way is now 100% non-refundable period. Like you, if you cancel, you're not getting that money back. Um, a lot of resorts are requiring 30% deposits from the guests to confirm their room into the room block. 
so that's another thing that's going on. It used to, it, yeah, <laughs> it's all kind of crazy. Um, and then promo code groups are still pretty good. There are flexible and boutique groups that are still, you know, as low as $20 a person for guests to hold their room with more flexible terms. Like they don't have to have everything paid in full three months prior. So that's kind of a route to go, but at the same time, you're not guaranteeing the inventory being available for your guests. So it's kind of, if you have a larger group, I still recommend doing a contract, but contracts are a lot more complicated now. Um, and I've seen them change mid proposal. I had one for June of 2023. We got the proposal. They're like, great, let's go for it. We went to contract. They said, oh, we've changed all of our policies and we tried to fight it, but we couldn't get, they were like, nope, we're changing all of our policies because a number of reasons, travels back in a big way. Um, more and more people want destination weddings. And then because of all the cancellations in 2020 and 2021, moving things around, the resorts still lost a lot of money holding those big room blocks for groups. And then no one showed up. So they're kind of changing their terms around now. So if you do a contract, be sure that you're a travel agent goes over everything. I'm even starting to see now, I just got one for a 2024 wedding and they have different rates, different days of the week. So that's going to even be more fun for me. <laughs> it's not as easy for a travel agent to book people into a group. It used to be, here's our booking site, pay your deposit, you're booked into the group. Now it's okay, you're staying these dates. So let me figure out your total cost. Plus, here's how much of a deposit you need to confirm your room. Um, another thing that's changing with contracts is they used to be more flexible with a group holding the entire room block for, let's say, six or seven nights. Now they're saying, no, you can hold 20% of your rooms or 30% of your rooms for that long. The rest can only do a maximum of five nights, which is a struggle because more people want to stay longer. Like you're going to have more friends and family members who haven't traveled for two years. They're like, I want a week. So then it turns into, well, now we have to request availability for the additional nights and see if we can get it. So those are the big changes with the room block contract themselves. It's been fun <laughs> because it's like every month now I'm like, oh, so this is a thing now. Cool. And it's not fun when you go into this and it's been a routine for years and years and years. And now you're just like, Oh, well, I, I did know how it worked, but now they're changing everything. So let's go through this together. Yeah. And see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. That's let's break down each one, I think individually and just kind of figure out how instead of stressing out couples and um, making them think that destination weddings are yeah. just too complicated now, we can kind of figure out, you know, how they can navigate it and still not be so stressed. So let's back up to like, um, okay, so the outs outside vendor fees, are you going to, I guess you, you might have a pretty good idea at this point, which resorts those are going to be, but now when you, when you talk to a bride, are you asking right away? Like, Hey, are, do you think you're going to have an outside photographer come in or something? Because that will determine which resort you can even get married at at this point. So at every consultation I've always done, we discuss every bit of their wedding and 
because I want to make sure that their ideal budget for their ceremony and reception fits with their vision. So I've had some that are like way off. Most of them are right on the mark. But photography, videography is always a huge cost, whether you work directly with the property or you bring in your own photo video. So I do bring that up and then I kind of explain. I don't really mention to them like, oh, well, you can't get married here, here and here. But I know I have a good idea of what places to recommend. And after they decide to work with me, I'll say, hey, we should start looking at these properties. What do you think of them? And if they bring to the table something that doesn't allow offsite vendors, then I'll let them know. Well, yes, this is a beautiful property. However, if you plan on bringing your own photographer, they're not going to allow that. So something to consider. There are so many different properties that it's not something, I mean, we can still plan the wedding. It's still going to be a beautiful wedding. It's just don't really have your heart set on a specific property yet until we get all of the details of how much the ceremony reception is going to cost, um, the offsite vendor fees, kind of how that property's contracts work, and then you can make a decision. Because we can create the same look and vision almost at any property um, for the ceremony reception. It's more of those other details. We can choose resort based on the group dynamic offsite vendor fees, um, and then the overall budget. So some have offsite or some have preferred vendors that have higher costs and some have preferred vendors that have lower costs for their decor. So it's like, this one's going to be a good option for you. <laughs> so I try not to stress them out. I would, no, I think that would be a terrible idea if any travel agents like, well, you can't do this, 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 or this, like, let's talk about what you can do. <laughs> so, um, are, are the resorts thinking just like they just want as much money to themselves as possible? So by saying you can't have a makeup artist or photographer or videographer, you have to use us. So you spend more money. Is that kind of what you think they're doing that for? I think part of it is their bottom line. So they make deals with their preferred vendors and they, if you really do a deep dive and you figure out exactly what company that they use for whatever services and then price them directly, it's always lower than the resort. So the resort does upcharge a few things to cover setup fees for them, having extra employees to set everything up. Um, also, they took a huge loss for two years on no one being able to travel or no one traveling as much. They hadn't been at full capacity. So I think that's part of it is they got to make up things. They've had to, like they had bare bones staff. They would have one on-site coordinator for four resorts sometimes for the last two years. They'd just fly around to the different properties and not fly around, but run around <laughs> the islands to the different property and manage all the weddings um, because they, I think I mentioned this in January, they don't pay unemployment in the Caribbean or Mexico. Like, so they just had to cut people off and say, well, maybe we can bring you back, but we don't know what's going to happen. So there were, they're trying to get their money back and rebuild. They, a lot of them had remodel projects slated for 2020 and 2021, but because they lost so much revenue, they haven't been able to do that. Um, it's been crazy. Yeah. So I don't think that they're just being greedy. I just think it's been rough. So I don't want to say anyone's greedy. It's, and then 
I haven't seen all the weddings, but maybe a photographer did things that were unprofessional or became a liability. Um, and there were some issues. So maybe those particular resorts just decided to implement no offsite vendors, or we're just going to put this crazy fee in here to deter that from happening. I think I can't say for sure why it's going on, but those are my suspicions. Yeah. So um, another thing with package increases and like around 30% deposits down in some places. So how much of a package increase are you seeing? And with these 30% deposits, is that like when the couple signs the contract? And if so, how much could you expect that couples are going to need like to pay right away? Oh, the couples themselves, depending on the property again, they're only going to need either $500 roughly or $100 per room that they want held. Okay. That's what they will pay for the And the $100 per room held, we can often put it towards their stay. So they're basically just covering the cost of their okay. stay up front as a guarantee that we do the contract. The 30% deposit is what's required for the guests um, to confirm their reservation. Okay. So the way it generally works, the 30% deposit is required about five months prior to the first date of travel. So I set that as the RSVP date um, for my couples and their guests know they have to pay their deposit by that date or their room's not going to be confirmed and I will have to start releasing any additional rooms that we don't need in the room block. Um, so they, I can hold their room. I just can't confirm that they're going to have that room until they've paid that 30% deposit. Mm. So it's not as scary as it sounds, but I do just like to put up front, Hey, if you can pay your 30%, 30% deposit, as soon as you submit your reservation request, fantastic. And I, I just kind of put that in my terms and conditions. And if it's a situation where guests like, well, I can't do 30% now, I'll let them know. As long as you have it paid by the RSVP date, you're good. It would be better to do as much as possible now. Um, and because the final payment date is going to be around 75 days prior. So they're only going to have two months to pay the remaining balance of their room. So, yeah, that's so just... Yeah, just kind of, um, I mean, not, not anything crazy, just changes that people aren't used to right now <laughs> for the package, for the Sorry, packages, how much are you seeing like increases there? Usually I've seen only like a hundred dollars when you see like the following year's package increase, but is it even more now? So I just started finishing up some quotes with some charisma properties and they booked let's say they booked the memorable moments package. It used to be $78.95 and I just pulled it up this week and now it's $99.99 for the same package. Um, and then I think their banquet charisma is a different, whole different breed of how they do weddings. But I think their banquet kit costs have increased slightly where it used to be like $12 a person for cocktail hour. It's like 15 or 18 depending on the menu options you choose. Um, little things like that, like decor is increasing slightly in price, but the packages, that's the main one I've seen. 
I haven't seen it with the AMR resorts like Secrets and Dreams, but I've heard through the grapevine that their packages are increasing to like 12.5 for Beyond Memorable instead of the 11, what is it, 11.999. So that's just a few hundred dollars with Dreams. But when I saw that charisma jump, it was actually yesterday. I was like, whoa. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> it's interesting to see what everyone's doing. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is the inflation of the US dollar. Yeah. It's nothing really control so it's not like oh we're going to make more money but inflation plus demand equals they're going to have to require a higher price yeah so when talking to couples now um what are some ways that they can kind of manage all of this themselves are you thinking that destination weddings just need a little bit bigger of a budget now or maybe extending engagements I mean I'm sure some people if they're set on a resort but they're booked through you know 2023 um, don't really have much of a choice unless they're willing to look at different resorts or increase their budget yeah so I have noticed I made a TikTok actually at the be in January 22. And I was like, here's a general budget for about 50 guests in the different countries, what you can expect to spend. That number is not accurate anymore. I would say probably a 20% increase for smaller, simpler weddings. So what you used to be able to get for say $10,000 in Mexico or the DR is probably going to be 12, five, maybe 15,000. So it's not a huge I mean, it sounds like a huge increase, but when you compare it to a U.S. wedding, it's really not that big of a cost in the long run. I'm still getting weddings done for around 40, 50 guests for like 11,000 um, with three-day events uh, before any kind of rebates for them. So it's still under 10 right now, but I am understanding like the add-ons are increasing, the packages are increasing. So I do recommend a little bit more of a cushion for the budget yeah. for the ceremony reception. It's, it's crazy out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, I mean, it's still, like I said, more cost-effective than a U.S. wedding in most cases. I still haven't seen though, guests are very excited to be coming to the weddings. They aren't complaining about the price. Yeah. Like we try to the room, the room rates in at a reasonable rate that your guests would be willing to pay. And it's still working out for that. And I was going to ask you that too, just, you know, all this to say it's, it sounds negative as far as like things are going up, it's getting harder <laughs> to book and blah, blah, blah. But I think you would see the same with a traditional wedding too. Everyone just wants to get married because of the last two years of COVID, you know, having to push everything off and prices, like you said, prices are increasing everywhere, regardless of if it involves a wedding or not. Well, and it is, it is what it is, but like I said, it's still really reasonable for a lot of people. People are traveling longer. Like your guests are going to want to stay longer than the typical three or four mm. nights stay more and more like I want five, six, seven nights. How can we make this happen? Um, they may not book a higher room category, but they still might. They still, I have one who said, we have a cousin who's going to want the preferred club presidential suite for the entire week. And I'm like, oh. okay. <laughs> <That's what> people, <laughs> people are going to, I think it's just 
yeah, inflation is a thing. People are no longer as afraid of it and still doing what they want to do. Yeah. So I wouldn't be that concerned about it. I feel bad that this was kind of negative. I just wanted everyone to be aware. No, I mean, when you updates in. are updates. You know, it's, I think the more you yeah. know, the more you, <laughs> like I said, with, you you know, sometimes you go into these um, Facebook groups and you see people talking about certain things and you just know that's not necessarily true anymore. Or, you know, you see brides say like, well, I got married, you know, last year and this is what we paid. And that could be completely different now. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just that so much has changed because of all of this. Yeah, I would say most of my 2023 weddings before any rebates or credits for anything are coming in around 80 guests and wow, around $20,000, for the ceremony reception. But they're doing a lot. Like that's with a lot of floral decor added, centerpieces, uh, chargers, napkins, like everything, everything they're doing. Light well, up LED also, dance floors. Don't they, they probably pay an extra fee if it's like above 25 people or something. So they're probably having to pay for all those extra guests as well. Yes. And it depends on the package, uh, and the resort. So like, again, secrets and dreams. I have a lot of dreams resorts. I'm not gonna lie. People love them, but the beyond memorable package, I believe is like 160 or so per guest when you factor in taxes and fees that they add on, but it's still, I mean, these people are like, well, my venue here just for a few hours was going to be 20,000. So this is totally worth it to me. Right. Yeah. I, I've, I had a couple in Houston. I said, well, how much do you want to spend for your ceremony reception on the consultation? If you can get it under 70,000, that's how much an average wedding in Houston is right now. And I was like, oh yeah, way under that. <laughs> so <laughs> I had one yesterday, actually. She's wanting, she's like, we try to get married. I think she's in Connecticut. She's like, if we try to get married here, it's going to be 50, 60,000 easily for a small oh wedding. Word. And I said, well, you can get it done. PR because they want real simple ceremony. So you could get it done for around 50 guests for about 15,000 for next year. So it's, uh, yeah it's still more cost-effective right, despite yeah. the big numbers that you're seeing. Just even, <clears throat> so. excuse me, just despite, like you said, all the changes and um, things that they're might be making a little bit more difficult or costly, it's still above and beyond a better option for the couple. At least I know, you know, some couples feel bad with price increases when it comes to their guests, but like you said, people are willing to travel now too, because they were stuck at home and um, those wedding groups are getting bigger because people just are ready to go and don't want to hold back anymore. <laughs> well, and there's another option that I have with some of my weddings where they do the offsite venue, which is uh, a little more cost-effective than hosting everything at the resort. And then guests can stay wherever they want. Um, I usually try to get them to stay at the same resort as the bride and groom. Like here's where we're staying because they can still earn free parties, free rooms, um, just like group perks. So I'm like, well, if you want to stay here with them, you can, but they have more freedom to stay where they want. So if they have a timeshare in the area or they just prefer a different property, they can make it more cost-effective for the guests. And then the ceremony itself is not as high as it would be doing it through the resort because 
they're working with the local vendors. Yeah. So I do several weddings, a local company in Riviera Maya that has private venues set up like all up and down Riviera Maya. And I've seen their pricing and it's very cost effective compared to doing because they do the decor for some of the resorts in Riviera Maya, but I know the upcharge now. So I'm like, oh, well, you might just consider doing something offsite. Yeah. Going back to like the contract stuff, um, you had mentioned they're charging different rates for different days. So I'm assuming weekends are more expensive. I know Saturdays usually get booked up the fastest too with like the um, wedding ceremony date. So are people having to like sacrifice days of travel or is it just making it more difficult for you to give them like a, a good estimate of cost? It is more difficult for me. So this is the first one I have seen. It came in end of last week. And I was like, oh, cool, different rates. So it is higher. I think they're doing May of 2024. So it is higher the weekend of their wedding day. Uh, it's like May 10th is their wedding day, I believe. So that weekend, it's like, it's about $20 more a night per person. Oh, okay. So nothing crazy. Uh, and then it drops back down. And it's still lower than what you would see trying to book that time of year direct. So the contracts are always a little bit better of a pricing and any kind of group is always going to have a little bit better pricing than what you see online. So they saw the rates and they're like, this looks fantastic. It's originally, we started working together a few months ago and they said, we, we would like to keep it around $400, maybe $500 a night per couple to stay at the property. And I think over the weekend, it's like 520 a night. Okay. So came in pretty close to what we could get it to be. And I was kind of concerned. So I was like, Ooh, I know they wanted to stay no more than 500, but that was, they've discussed it with their parents. This, um, everyone's fine with it. It's just not an ideal situation, but I will say if you want a 20 end of 23 or 2024 wedding, um, rates are steadily increasing. So if you want to get a contract locked in rate, the sooner, the better for sure. Because another example, uh, January 23 wedding I had, they <clears throat> went to contract last February, I think, or end of January. They're just like, boom, 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 let's go. One of the guests sent me a message and she said, are these still the best available rates? And so I was like, well, let me look. So I looked at the resort direct, the room that they want is not even available for the dates. The room category below the room that they booked was $150 a night more than the room category that they booked for their stay. So I'm like, well, you're easily saving $200 a night with the contracted rate we got locked in earlier this year. Wow. So a good thing to consider for contracts. Yeah. They're going to have to pay a 30% deposit by the RSVP date to confirm the room but rates are continually rising and it's not just it's i have a an agent who works for me she quoted three honeymoons um for clients and two weeks later they got back to her she kept calling and texting and saying hey we've got to get this booked that same those same stays have now increased i think a thousand dollars so the sooner you get your rates locked in the better yeah and then you said um some resorts are only doing holding like 20 to 30% of the rooms that you think you might need. So 
how is that affecting things? So they're holding 20 to 30% for up to like a week or 10 days. They will say that's the max you can hold. Uh, I think Hard Rock was one that I had gotten a proposal from. We decided not doing it there because their concessions weren't that great anyway. But that bride and groom, they knew everyone was going to want to stay a week. And Hard Rock came back and said, no, you can have this many rooms stay a week and everyone else can only book a maximum of five nights. If they want more than five nights, they got to book the higher category rooms. And that's oh. how it was. And we were like, we're in our wedding here. So yeah. I'm not happy with Hard Rock. If you can't. <laughs> well, and also why like they're, they're getting but... guests to stay there longer. Why is that bad? Why wouldn't they want to do that? because they're not sure if those guests will cancel. Mm. That's a big reason why places doing that because if they decide to cancel the group or anything, they held those rooms that they weren't able to sell to anyone else anywhere. And then those people cancel four months prior, then they're just like, well, are we, are we able to even book this? Gotcha. Um, so that's a, that's a reason. Um, for the bride and groom themselves with any contract, they can stay however long they want. If it's comes back in the proposal with that kind of wording, I will let the bride and groom know like, who are your VIP guests that you know are going to want to stay longer. And then we just request to hold those specific room categories for that many nights. And then everyone else is just kind of relegated to these dates. If they want to request a longer stay, I just have to submit the request with the property okay which has not been fun so yeah. <laughs> I mean it has been fine for me but some people are like well I want to stay longer why can't I just book it on the booking site and I say well that's just how it is right now I yeah. can't really do anything about it so okay. it's been fun yeah <laughs> um I think that's I think that's a majority of what we wanted to talk about. And I, I was just looking at our previous um, podcast and in the show notes, I had a link to your website. If anybody's interested in booking through you, talking to you, um, you know, consulting with you on booking your their wedding through you, anything like that. If that is still the link that you want to use, I can just include that in this one as well. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And I did have um, your TikTok linked on there as well. So anybody out there who wants, you know, any more information on a little bit of how, I guess, the current situation of destination weddings and just kind of how they're, how they're looking, um, all that stuff. You've got a lot of information on your TikTok that goes through a lot of that. Um, some people just, you know, like yeah. all the analytics behind it too. They want to know how things run and how, what, what to expect basically. Right. That's ah, fun. <laughs> um, I'm excited that there are so many people on destination weddings. Just know it's things are changing and it's fine. Just go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> and having all of this information prior to talking to you, I think helps a lot. Um, just because some some people just really have no idea what the state of things are. And like I said they could be okay with what you tell them. And they could also be really surprised with just the changes that have happened in the last couple of years. And nobody wants to be thrown off or disappointed with, you know, how things are going either. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on again. Hope you have a good rest of your day. You too. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye-bye.
So again, if you'd like to reach out to Rachel for help booking and planning your destination wedding, just head to that link. Make sure to mention the Breezy Brides podcast when getting in touch with her. And as always, thanks for listening.